Hi, I'm Sally Lucas. Our staff provide the best value for your holiday experience. Contact us today on 49298600 or visit our website travelonking.com.au to create your dream. To a new RFM, we're talking travel for our sponsor, Travel on King. And today we're going to a wonderful destination, very different from our own country, but not very far away, Sally Lucas. Not very far away, Jane, at all. Actually, it's closer to us than a lot of our own cities, as you know, as in Perth and Queensland. And we're talking, of course, across the Dutch the uh, Shaky Isles, as they're known, or the Land of the Long White Cloud, which is New Zealand, of course. And New Zealand is a very diverse country because the two islands are really absolutely, totally different as far as I'm concerned. They're very, very different. Um, we'll start with the North Island, of course. Why not? Start at the top where you would fly into Auckland as normal. Or, of course, if you weren't doing the top part like the Bay of Islands, you could always fly into Wellington if you're just doing that that southern part, Wellington being the capital. Um, and also very famous Wellington for its uh, Te Papa Museum if you're going there, which is renowned. Um, but starting up the top, if you're flying into Auckland, most people would like to go up to the Bay of Islands. If you want to make a similarity with anywhere in Australia, I always say it's a little bit similar to Port Stephens, okay. in a sense, with the islands off Port Stephens and the lovely water and so on. So, But it is very historic, of course, which is where the Maori Treaty was signed up there as well. And you've got Whangarei and Paihia, and you can get out to um, the hole in the wall, as they call it, which is you can do a trip out to there. And then you can go right up the very top to Cape Ranga and 90 Mile Beach and Kaiatea. So a lot of Maori um, heritage and culture in that part of the North Island. And the Maori... Uh, culture is a lot stronger in the North Island than the South and a lot more Maori people live in the North Island than the South. Um, but, but you come back down after you've done all that really pretty area which is lovely and you probably deserve to have I suppose maybe at least three days up there, you know, a little bit longer if you can afford it. It depends how much time you've got, of course. And because people look at it and think it's only small, that it doesn't deserve the time, but it does because there's so much to see and do. And the South Island even more so because it's almost twice the size of the North Island. So, um, but to come down into Auckland, and Auckland's a lovely city. I mean, it's right on the harbour and it's got islands that you can visit as well. City of Sails. City of Sails, they call it. Yes, because it has got all these islands around it and water around it. Um, and then from there you can go down into the Coromandel Peninsula or the Bay of Plenty, which are beautiful places like Tauranga, Whakatane, etc. And of course everyone wants to go down into Rotorua because of the geysers and the hot, bu- bu- mod- bu- hot mud pool, should I say, etc. And from there too you're quite close to Waitomo Caves if you wanted to see the glowworms, which again is always a must on people's list. Taupo, of course, Lake Taupo is famous, particularly for its fishing, and it's a very pretty area around Lake Taupo, and it'd be lovely to have some time there if, if you could have the time. And then, of course, you've got the two coasts. You've got the west coast where you've got New Plymouth, and you come down to Whanganui, down Palmerston North, Levin, and down into Wellington that way. Or, of course, you can go across from the Bay of Plenty, from Fokotane, up to Hicks Bay if you want to, down to Gisborne, Napier, and back down through Masterton into Wellington that way. Two, two choices to get across, of course, then to the South Island, which is either by ferry or you can fly. Um, the ferry trip, however, is really a wonderful trip to do because as you're coming into the South Island, you, you've got all the islands again and it's a very, very pretty crossing. But just going back to the North Island for a moment, 
You've also got, um, as I said, Gisborne is really a, quite a lovely town itself if you wanted to spend some time in Gisborne. And again, you've got national parks, like you've got Tongariro National Park. Wow, volcanoes. Yes, with the volcanoes. So Active. you've got to remember, yes, the North Island is still quite volcanic, um, even though the South Island seems to get more of the earthquake activity. The North Island has still got active volcanoes on it as well. But it does have skiing as well, so you can still ski at Mount Tongariro as well as experience the, the um, earth, not the earthquake the volcanic activity. Um, anyhow, if you want to come down through the centre, I think it's really pretty. Even in Wanganui, it's on a beautiful little river. It's a pretty little town. Wellington has a lot to see and do being the capital there. It's quite a foodie capital now as well. So, you know, you really, and Auckland is as well, they're both earning their, their stars with their food in New Zealand. A bit like I think of us in Tasmania, our other little state, who are very food and wine conscious. And of course, New Zealand is renowned for its mainly Sauvignon Blancs, but not just Sauvignon Blancs, other wines as well. And also, they're really coming forward with beautiful food, whereas if you went there maybe 30 years ago, it would be a totally different to New Zealand to what you would experience now. It's come along in leaps and bounds. And of course, it's so easy to get to. No jet lag. Currency similar. We're still winning a, a touch on the dollar. Easy road rules are the same if you're wanting to drive around, you know, which is one of the things people like to do in New Zealand is just be able to take it at their leisure. Of course, it's not a lot of distance really and compared to our country. So you can cover quite a lot of territory, whether you want to self-drive, camper van, coach tour for the more elderly who might not wish to drive. Bicycle if you want to get fit, hike, motorbike. Lots to do. <laughs> Lots to do. Okay. So, yeah, and as we said, we'll move on to the South Island where I think there's probably even more to do. Active-wise. Active-wise, yes. New Zealand. Travel is the subject. As we talk travel for our sponsor, Travel On King, Sally Lucas, we're in New Zealand at the moment and we're moving south from Wellington across the, the straits there and uh, we've got our hiking boots at the ready. Do we need them? We do, even from the very top. Jane, because if you're coming into Picton, um, then you can do from the Queen, the Marlborough Sounds there, you can do the Queen Charlotte walk. Um, even if you don't want to do the whole walk, you can just do portions of the walk as well. And there's lovely accommodation in the um, Marlborough Sounds where you can stay, which is just stunning. And the other nice thing you can do there, you can go out on a cruise and they pick fresh green lip mussels for you to eat and cook on the boat. It's a die for. Because in Australia, I usually don't eat green lip mussels. I eat our black ones because they have to be frozen because of quarantine to, to come from New Zealand to here. But when you have them fresh, totally different altogether. Nice. Stunning. Absolutely stunning. And, of course, you've got Nelson, which is famous, of course, as being very Art Deco-ish town there as well. And then coming down the coast, you've got Kaikoura. Now, that's quite famous for its seal colony, rare dolphins. You can see whales from there and you can do fabulous cruises or you can kayak or whatever you want to do in and around that area. And, of course, coming down all through this area, you've got the beautiful vineyards as well. And there's some stunning new boutique vineyards coming all the way down from Picton now. And then from there, you Kaikoura, you could cut across the country if you wanted to via Hanma Springs, which is famous for its hot thermal springs. And you could also do a lovely transalpine rail journey, which is one of the renowned rail journeys in New Zealand and quite spectacular. Um, or alternatively, you could just he keep heading down through Waipara to, to Christchurch. Then from Christchurch, you can go out to Akaroa, which is a French 
uh, village, uh, if you like. It's very French, down on the little point there from Christchurch. And Christchurch itself, and we know it suffered dreadfully from earthquakes and tremors. I mean, they're rebuilding, they're very gutsy, they're out there, their businesses are still running, some of them out of containers, but they're still there and they want they want people there, obviously. Um, and it is and has been a very pretty city on the Avon River and it's such a shame that they have suffered what they've suffered, but I think they still need us to visit and help their tourist dollar as well as them visiting us. So, um, so spend a little bit of time there, definitely. And then you can go down into um, the Mount Hutt region if you want from there down the coast through Ashburton or down to Timaru and then across to Lake Tekapo. And that's a beautiful lake as well. It's got a beautiful coloured lake and you've got the little church of the Good Shepherd there where you go and look through the window and then Mount Cook is there, just there as you look through the window, framed in the little church window, which is, makes for a great photo, of course. Um, near there is Twizel and Omarama. And then you can come down to Omaru again on the coast, down to Dunedin, as we all call it, Dunedin, where it's famous for the castle, Lanark Castle, the Scottish castle there, um, and spend some time there. Or you can also come down in the middle through to Crom- through Cromwell, rather, into Queenstown that way. Or continue from Dunedin, you can go down to uh, Baclutha, uh, either across to Gore or go all the way down the bottom to Invercargill, which is, I guess, the most southern point where you can go in New Zealand, other than, of course, going to their third island, if you like, Stewart Island, which you can also do that as an extra. Um, So you can see how much there is to see in New Zealand, and we haven't even talked about the West Coast yet. And all the walks you can do. Mm. Yes. I mean, you come down the West Coast where you've got the Haas Pass, which is famous for the Franz and Fox Joseph glaciers, which are very spectacular, and they keep moving every year. And you can do flights. The flights over that area are fantastic too, Jane, like you can do one where you land on Mount Cook with the ski plane or, you know, you can do flights over the glaciers. And honestly, the scenery is stunning. And I did another one too out of Milford back into Tianau over the mountains, and there's this wonderful single drop fall there. It was just absolutely stunning. Um, and the Tiano, you've also got glowworm caves as well. So if you're only doing one island, you can still get glowworm caves even in the South Island. Wanaka, of course, we mentioned the warbirds last week, the warbirds over Wanaka, which is on next year. But also Wanaka itself is a lovely, lovely town. And also Arrowtown, which is quite nearby, is beautiful. And it's a lovely time to go to New Zealand. I think the two best months are probably spring and autumn. Of course, you do get those lovely autumn colours, particularly in the South Island. And I remember being at Arrowtown with all the autumn colours. It was just stunning. But in spring, you get wild lupins just growing in the fields around Mount Cook and so on, which again, makes for a wonderful photographic shot. That's absolutely spectacular. Queenstown itself, of course, on Lake Wakateep is is wonderful. I mean, it is a very, very pretty town encircled by the mountains down there, the Remarkables. And you can do a cruise on Lake Wakateep and go to a farm or whatever you want to do and of course you've got skiing there in winter but you can do the gondola ride as well in 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 summer and all the walks like there's just so many walks you can do down there whether it's the root burn walk or the milford walk which is all around that milford doubtful sound area um but a lot of walks throughout new zealand it's it just deserves a lot of time like you could spend easily spend three weeks just on the south island but you i reckon you need a minimum of two or multiple visits. <laughs> or just multiple visits, yes. T- take, it's not far to go. I mean, the airfares aren't expensive. So, you know, just pick the bits out that you want to do each time and, you know, yeah, sh- share it around because the South Island has certainly got a lot to offer. And to try and do it all, you know, from coast to coast and then down through the centre in one trip would be 
would require a lot of time, unless you did have a camper van and extended time where you could just potter and do it. Uh, coach tours, obviously, again, will do as much as they can, but again, you can't you can't do it all in one in one trip. It's just a, a country that's. I can always remember flying into Christchurch for the first time. If you do come in that way, and you're flying over the mountains into Christchurch, and you're just looking down it, and it is just stunning. Stunning, majestic it, mountains. It is. It's a most beautiful, beautiful country. And if you haven't yet been there, or if it has been thirty years since you've been, it's probably about time you revisited. And yeah, just spend a little bit time across the ditch in New Zealand. It's a, a wonderful country, and everyone's very friendly. And as I said, you get great food, wine, service and beautiful sightseeing to boot. We're talking travel on 2NURFM for our sponsored Travel on King and it's the time of week where we look at the hot deals in the travel marketplace at the moment. What do you got for us, Sally Lucas? Okay, Jane, we're starting with a nice 16-night fly-stay cruise on the Ovation of the Seas. Uh, That's the largest of the Royal Caribbean line vessels and it's got everything imaginable on board. I just, you'd really have to go and Google it and have a look. There's too many things to mention. It's just a complete entertainment zone for everybody. Now this is leaving March next year and you're sailing via Brisbane and Darwin which is lovely. I mean Darwin's such a great place to visit and then a port in Malaysia and then to Singapore where you get two nights in Singapore which is such an exciting vibrant city in itself. Lovely foodie paradise whether it's hawkers or whether it's Michelin star restaurants you're into, the zoos, you know all the zoos, everything there is there. It's just just great. Now they're also on this one they've got a bonus free balcony upgrade for the same price as just an ocean view cabin. So this is 16 nights, fly cruise as I said, two nights in Singapore. On board you get all your entertainment of course, meals and gratuities included and that's under two and a half thousand dollars. So mm. something to worth considering. If you'd like to do um, Alaskan cruising, but you, maybe you're not a fan of the larger cruise vessels, as we've mentioned before, there are a range of small ships that nudge in really close, like a bit like a Captain Cook cruise-style vessel, if you like, and that only take a limited amount of passengers. A lot of their sailings are full, but after 18 August, there's some availability on a range of small ships, and they're offering up to 40% discount on those, so long as you book by 31 August and no single supplement. Mm-hmm. So that is That's always good. worth considering. Um, Australia, wonderful. Oz, our own country. There's some lovely uh, tours with Discover Australia holidays and the Indian Pacific for the wildflower season. And of course, uh-huh. that is such a pretty time to go because there's over 15,000 species of wildflowers throughout Western Australia. And that's hard to imagine, isn't it? Mm, stunning. But there's savings of up to $1,200 on selected dates on a range of tours, 6, 20, 27 September and 1 November until sold out. So it's just a matter of getting in early. Um, some another Flyland cruise packages we've got here. This is a relocation voyage. We often talk about this where they base themselves in the US or the Caribbean, then they have to move the vessel back, you know, for the other season in um, Europe. So this is a Caribbean, New York, Mediterranean and more, they're calling it. Now, this is 33 nights. And this is leaving on the 25th of February next year from Miami. So you get your airfare over. Then you're cruising via New York uh, through Ponta Delgada in the uh, Azores. Uh, you're going into Lisbon or Cascais, which is the port there. Malaga, Valencia, um, Marseille, Genoa, etc. It's a wonderful, wonderful itinerary. Um, and that includes your return airfare home from Milan and with Emirates. 33 nights from just over $7,000. It's really good value for money for that length of time. Another one, if you 
haven't got that much time. There's a 17-night magical Mediterranean getaway. You depart from Australia in May next year, again with Emirates into Venice, and you're having a night in Venice before you do two back-to-back cruises with MSC, which is wonderful. So you're going both parts of the Mediterranean, eastern and western, two seven-night cruises, and then you come home at the end of that. Now, that's under $6,000 for 17 nights. So they're really great value for money. Mm. Um, Asia, uh, not Asia, why am I saying Asia? Asia Escape Holidays is the name of the company, but they do do holidays to other areas. And this is a Fiji holiday to the Outrigger Fiji Beach Resort. Uh, return airfares with Fiji Airways, six nights accommodation, a deluxe ocean view room. You get two spa treatments per room, 30 minutes free Wi-Fi daily. Um, you get a butler service, welcome drink etc etc a full day tour of, of an island off the coast there and ex sydney that is under $1800 per person valid from 29 october to 10 december and 1 feb to 20 march next year antarctic oh mm. my husband he said the other day i still want to go back <laughs> Maybe. Maybe if our lotto numbers roll in, we might go back, but we would love to go back. They've got a saving with Aurora Expeditions of up to $1,500 per person. This is on selected 2017-18 Antarctica Expeditions, and you can save up to US $1,500 per person in any cabin category. This is on a range of itineraries from December through to March next year, and that offer ends 31 August. Okay, so keep that in mind. If you're thinking of White Christmas, you might be already. We're halfway through the year already. Um, a Canadian White Christmas then with Hawaii in the, in the mix as well. So this is doing a, a tour of Canada's West over Christmas. You have a night in Vancouver. You go up to Sun Peaks Ski Resort, two nights at Chateau Lake Louise, uh, three at the Fairmont, which is a beautiful hotel, three nights at the Fairmont Banff Springs. You get a Lake Louise sleigh ride, a snowshoeing shoeing tour to the Marble Canyon and much more. Airfare from Calgary to Honolulu, two nights in Honolulu and a seven-night cruise around the Hawaiian Islands. Oh, my gosh. And that just starts from under $5,000 per person. Fantastic. Plenty of choice. Plenty. And there's lots of little other early bird things that are all finishing again. Naturally, this Friday is the end of the last ones that we've been talking about. But after that, we're starting into a lot of next years. So there are still lots of good offers in place there for the rest of this year and into next year. Thanks very much, Sally Lucas. Thank you, Jane. And we'll be back talking travel again next Friday after the one o'clock news on 2NURFM. Thanks to our sponsor, Travel on King.